Thanks for downloading episode 91 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Love on this right hand side into the feet of Kieran Phillips as well to get the ball under his spell. Jensen Weir driving into the box. Weir gets the shot away as well. And it's into the side netting. That was a decent move that from the Shrimps. Good play down the right hand side by Donald Love. First real opening of the afternoon. Gavin Massey's inside the penalty area. Tries to square the ball across for the run of Rory Holden. But luckily Jacob Badoa trapped his run all the way and we managed to clear it. And then the shot comes in from 30 yards. Takes the deflection and that's a smart tip round the post from distance there from Connor Ripley. Drive came in from midway inside the Morecambe half really. Just ricocheted off a Morecambe body. Love looking for options with the throw. Might fall for Weir on the edge of the box. In fact, it's Adam Mayer who chips the ball towards the head oh. of Max Melbourne. Did he hit the post there? He did. He that did. was a lovely ball from Adam Mayer. Chipped towards the back post. Melbourne was the furthest forward. He nodded. He beat the keeper and it's back off the woodwork. That's a glorious ball in from Adam Mayer, isn't it? And Max Melbourne, right place, right time. Now Paul Bailey attacking. Well, here comes Massey to drive it into the bottom corner. And quick as a flash from one end of the field to the other. Melbourne hits the post with a header. And from the clearance from Jack Stevens, Massey on the edge of the box, lets fly with his right foot from 20 yards out. And the former Wigan man finds the bottom corner of Connor Ripley's net in the closing stages of the first half to make it Paul Bale 1, Morecambe nil, And we have been caught by an absolute sucker punch. It's a devastating counter. Max Melbourne hits the poster on one end. It's a great header. Lovely ball in initially from Adam there. You think he's scored, and then all of a sudden, from one end to the other, fantastic counter-attack, you have to say, from Port Vale. And all of a sudden, it's Massey, Gavin Massey, from the edge of the box, fierce strike right into the corner. Nothing Conor Ripley can do about it. And that's disappointing. So, so close to opening the, uh, the scoring at one end. And all of a sudden, Morecambe can find themselves within 30 seconds behind. And it's Port Vale 1, Morecambe 0. And I don't think Morecambe deserves to be a goal behind. But that break, like you say, Matt, quick as a flash, one end of the field to the other. It's a devastating break. And uh, as the PA man said here at Vale Park, what a hit from Gavin Massey. Come Morecambe, this is nice. Jensen Weir's 20 yards out, might pull the trigger, does pull oh. the trigger. Not far wide of Jack Stevens near post. Connor Hall and the substitute as well. And shows neat feet there, ball on the edge of the area, partially cleared by Badeau. And now Donald Love just needs to volley that one towards the halfway line, can't do so. Massey's got a couple of yards of space to run into, might pull the trigger as well. It's a great effort from Massey, and it's just over Connor Ripley's crossbar. But Morecambe have a good chance to get good delivery in for this free kick from the right-hand side. Mayer chips it towards the back post. It's Rawson who gets his head on it, and he's got his head in his hands because he didn't get the connection on it he was looking for. And it's straight at Jack Stevens. Foul on Max Melbourne then, free kick taken by Badeau just inside the Port Vale half, flick forward by Rawson, it might fall here for Adam Mayer who turns it, oh, oh. he just wide of the post, I thought that was going to nestle in the bottom corner then. Takes a deflection David, it's going to be a corner kick to the shot. Towards the back post it goes, is it going to fall for Rawson? No it isn't, cleared away, Massey, and then it's hoof clear by Ellis Harrison. 
and that might be the end of that one. Loving a foot race up against Adebeko. And this is going to be a second yellow card for Donald Love to add insult to injury right in the last minute of stoppage time. Break away from Port Vale in the last few seconds of the six minutes added on. Love catches the substitute Adebeko. It's his second yellow card and the Morecambe captain is sent off. Referee puts his whistle to his lips. And here at Boxing Day, here at Vale Park, Morecambe have begun their festive fixtures by slipping to a 1-0 defeat at the hands of Port Vale. And Matt Smith alongside myself, Dave Salmon, this afternoon. A scrappy, scruffy affair, Matt, settled with just one moment of quality at the... Towards the end of the first half, and that for me, Dave, is the theme of this afternoon's game. We, we, we touched on it in the build-up to the game about just either side just needing to find that moment of quality to see the game through. And unfortunately for us, before our biggest gilt-edged chance of the game, you know, we find the post that goes in. It's a different game. Unfortunately, it doesn't. Twenty seconds later, they take the lead. They hold on. And I think the most disappointing thing is probably just the lack of big chances we're able to carve out we get into good areas but you can, you can create 30 40 you know uh, moments during the game where you get into good positions but if you can't convert and then test the keeper that's, that's all you've got to do and unfortunately we weren't able to do that this afternoon and it just makes the next couple of games even bigger I think some big, big games coming up for Morecambe 100% Matt and, and, and like you say it adds that extra prominence now on Accrington on Thursday night at the Mazuma and Burton Albion who've had a fine victory against Lincoln City at the Pirelli uh, this afternoon it, it makes our task even harder we've got to get two positive results it's as simple as that yeah you can't just sit back and lick your wounds now and, and, and feel sorry for yourself it's the time to, to stand up and uh, you know, make, make yourself count, make your teammates count and uh, put the wrongs right. And, and Derek Adams on his side will be looking to do just that. Uh, and what is, it's, it's, it's a massive game anyway, it's a derby game, it's not like it's a derby. And this just adds another little bit of hunger, just makes it a bit more of an appetite for that one. Yeah, I thought we did very well today. Uh, I think that, um, you know, we should have gone ahead in the game. Um, we hit the post uh, with Max Melbourne and uh, just... Quickly after that, they got the, the pitch and uh, score, and uh, unfortunate for us. But, uh, you know, over the afternoon, I was delighted with the way that uh, we played, um, where we competed with uh, Port Vale and coming away from home. I thought the players, you know, put in a magnificent effort today. You mentioned it there. It's like 20 seconds. It was a story of your season. Max Melbourne hitting the post 20 seconds later in the back of your net. Yeah, I mean, that has been the story. We haven't had... Uh, much breaks this season so far and uh, you know that was an incident in that where you know Max uh, hits a post and they quickly got the park and uh, get a goal on the counter attack and uh, that's been fortunate for them for that because from my point of view didn't really create much Port Vale uh, in the game and uh, we created some really good opportunities and uh, we're unfortunate not to have drawn the game never mind win the game Talking of the opportunities you created, I thought Adam Mayer was central to most of them once again. Yeah, I thought that um, you know there was a number of very, you know, strong performances in the team. I thought you know the eleven were were very good today. Um, Mayer was was excellent. You know, Gibson, Shaw in the middle of the park with Weir and Mayer just off of uh, him, and then Max Melbourne and Love in the wing back areas with the back three. Uh, you know, were were really good today, and uh, I thought that uh, the performance level was was excellent.
Max Melbourne, you mentioned him there as well too. I thought that was his best game for the club. Yeah, I mean, did really well today, Max. Up and down the pitch, you know, his energy, his enthusiasm uh, to get forward, create chances, and uh, he did that today. I did think that they should have had a sending off in the, in the first half. Conlon's tackle uh, should have been a red card, uh, and Garrity gets away with not even getting a booking in the game. Donald Love then picks up two bookings. So there was real inconsistencies from the, the referee today. Um, we've picked up a number of bookings, more than Port Vale, uh, Port vale uh, and that's, you know, partly why Donald's got sent off but they should have had a player sent off well before that Yeah, string of bookings towards the end and that means Donald's suspended now for Thursday Yeah, I mean he'll be a big miss for us because he was very good today on the ball and he's up and down his energy you know, on the pitch The only disappointment maybe was that he didn't test their keeper enough today well, that was, you know, the chances we had, you know, the same as them, didn't really create any chances, did they? And, uh, you know, we, you know, put a few fast the post and uh, high and wide. Uh, but, uh, you know, over the afternoon, I thought that, um, you know, we had better uh, positions than Port Vale and that's us coming away from home. And we kept the, the home support quiet. Looking forward now to Thursday and two home games, or three home games in a row now. Big game against Accrington, of course, big derby game. Yeah, I mean, big game, you know, obviously last season uh, coming up against them uh, and, and this year, you know, what happened uh, the first game of the, of the season. So, you know, we, we look forward to that. It's, uh, you know, a busy week, three games and uh, seven days. Nice to be back at home. Well, the home form's been good late. Yeah, we, we've, you know, got three home games now and uh, you know, that is going to be, you know, beneficial to us. There are three games, of course, against teams in and around you. I know you've you've played it down a bit, but mm. they are they're all big games. But this is, these are big games. Yeah, I mean it's it's the same. You know, we've we've obviously um, looked at these games and think that you know we've got to you know win. And uh, I think that we look at uh, any game we go into to try and win. Uh, but we've got you know Accrington, um, Burton Albion, and Cheltenham uh, for our next three games. You've made a few changes, four changes today. Uh, any sort of hopes or thoughts of changing things again, different teams for different games? Yeah, we'll assess things tomorrow uh, back in and uh, see how uh, we've got a few uh, niggles. Uh, obviously, Donald Love is going to be out, so uh, that's one change that we'll have to make. You mentioned a few of the tackles flying around and there were a few hobbling off it towards the end there. Yeah, I mean, Liam Shaw's taken a few knocks and uh, a few nasty challenges and uh, you know, I think that um, you know, we'll look to, to see how he is uh, come Saturday. Focusing on the Accrington game, the Lancashire derby, uh, does, does that bring anything to you? Yeah, always. You know, I think that um, you know, there's a rich tradition there that uh, you know, it's Accrington uh, against Morecambe. It's, uh, it's a derby match and uh, I think that um, we, we understand you know, what the, both supporters uh, you know, put into that. As a manager, how, how do you take it with all these games in such a quick succession coming up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult you know, because um, we... You know, have to turn around very quickly. You know, we've got to get uh, the players uh, recuperated and ready to go. Um, we'll do that when we come in tomorrow. And, and the ones that haven't played, you know, will train. I mentioned Adam Ayer before, how well he played today. Three games in quick succession for him at such a young age and such big games. Is that going to be quite tough on someone like that? Um, he's got really good fitness levels. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, it could be. Uh, but I, I don't think it will be. I think that um, the way he plays, the way he uh, gets himself fit for games, uh, his energy levels are excellent. One thing I do know is that dressing room is full of spirit and they'll be looking up to these games and looking forward to them. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we, we haven't had many breaks this season. You know, with the, the sending off today, um, two bookings for Donald, uh, they get away with a penalty at the end when Ryan Delaney gets filled in the box. We should have had a penalty last week. We haven't had a penalty this season. And so, um, you know, we, we haven't had a break yet. And it's, it's probably easy uh, for me to... <laughs> To, to say that but it, it's the truth we haven't had penalties when we should have it's the shrimps verdict podcast hello from dave salmon thanks for downloading this episode thanks as ever for your ears on shrimps live beyond radio the only station to get full match commentary of every single morecambe fc game this season home and away league and cup and i know it's tough right now all we can do is continue to keep the faith. I think, uh, having seen every game this season, the, the 20 seconds when Max Melbourne hit the post, a great cross from Adam Mayer, and then they broke and scored what turned out to be the uh, the winning goal. Port Vale's Gavin Massey, great finish from 20 yards into the bottom corner. Connor Ripley, no chance at all. Uh, that, for me, sums up our season. And I know what uh, lots of fans are saying, and they're right. We can't just bemoan bad luck and say it's coming and we're playing well and we're well in every game and it's another narrow defeat it is we've got to do something positive to try and change that scenario haven't we we've ticked the box about being far tighter uh, defensively we've got to get it right in the final third and for me we've just got to do something i don't know what we've got to do more to get more shots on the opposition goal make the goalkeeper work far more than what we have been doing for the vast majority of the season if we can do that we've got chance of scoring goals and getting the points that we need to try and get ourselves out of this situation and and for me it's as simple as that we just simply have to work the opposition goalkeepers far more than what we have been doing one thing is for sure and that's we need two good results back at the Mazuma Stadium Burton Albion of course they've had a great win against Lincoln City uh, they're visiting the Mazuma on New Year's Day but ahead of that this coming Thursday night it's the Lancashire Derby always looking forward to playing Accrington of course regardless of the circumstances but uh, perhaps some extra significance when we play them on Thursday night because uh, it could be the difference between being four points from safety or being ten points adrift And if you put it into those terms, then it makes it a very, very, very important game indeed. Full match commentary, of course, on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. And I follow from 7.30. It's a 7.45 kickoff if you're not heading down to the Mazuma Stadium. Ahead of the game, I've been talking to Tony Robinson, not uh, not Baldrick, not the guy from Time Team. Uh, This Tony Robinson is a diehard Aki fan. He lives in Toronto in Canada. He emigrated there years ago, but uh, uh, followed Accrington for many, many years through good times and bad and he co-hosts the Across the Pitch podcast. Go and check that out as well. Uh, another great League One fans pod. And the ideal man then to get the lowdown on John Coleman's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Thursday. So, Tony, thanks for coming on our podcast today. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Before uh, we get going and we talk about your story and about matters on the field as well to do uh, with the two clubs, um, tell us all about Across the Pitch, the website, the podcast. What's it all about and how did it come about? Well, um, it started about four years ago, uh, and it's based in North America. Um, a fellow started it in Phoenix, Arizona, of all places, started following uh, Accrington Stanley. Um, and uh, I came on board. I'm based in Toronto. Um, and uh, we have a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Darren Woodhead, who's, uh, I guess, an unofficial club historian uh, for Stanley, written several books on them. And he's... Uh, uh, he's based in Accrington and, and so the three of us uh, host the podcast and uh, we do uh, player interviews, we've interviewed the management team, 
uh, Andy Holt and, and really uh, in the veteran series where we interview past players. Uh, and and it's, uh, it's pretty quite, uh, I mean, it's a small following, uh, obviously, uh, you know, a, a League One club, not, not the biggest club in the world. But we, uh, we just try and spread the word of, uh, of Stanley and League One football. And, uh, and uh, so far, so, so, so far, so good. And it's a proper fans-led um, entity, isn't it? It's, you say it like it is, things going well, you say so, things aren't going so well. You also say so, but it's sort of it's not corporate in that way. Yeah, I mean we're we're uh, uh, listed as the uh, official uh, international podcast of Stanley, but we're not we're not associated with the club in any way, shape, or form in the way of support. Uh, other than they do help assist us in providing guests uh, for the podcast. Uh, but we've uh, as when we've had Andy Holt on and. Uh, uh, we've had asked him questions, uh, you know, with regards to the future of the club, the finances, uh, and his business model. And he's been very. Uh, if anybody follows him on Twitter, they know he's very, uh, very transparent and forthcoming. And uh, he's been a big supporter of the show. And uh, and without people like him and John Coleman assisting us, uh, uh, you know, even when we're based in America, we we wouldn't have the following that we, that we do really. So tell us about yourself then, Tony. Born in East Lancashire, obviously, you now live in Canada. You've got, if you don't mind me saying, I'm sure people have said this too many times already, you've got this amazing East Lancashire crossover Canadian accent, which is absolutely wonderful. But uh, tell us about your story. Well, I was born and raised in, in Accrington. And in fact, actually, the first street I lived on was Stanley Street. Um, so I think I was destined to be a Stanley supporter. But um, uh, when when I was at the age to follow football, a football team, Stanley had gone out of the league, and that was in 62. Uh, so I chose to follow Burnley, a, a local team just down the road. Um, but I've always had that, once I knew Stanley was, was making its uh, comeback into the non-league and, 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 and coming up through the uh, various uh, levels of the pyramid, um, I made a uh, made a commitment sort of to get back involved with the club, and and I was able to come back 2006 for the first uh, home match in the in the football league. But back in the in the 80s 90s, with before internet, it was really hard to follow uh, your local club, except for maybe a week old paper that we would get in the in the post. Um, so now with the internet, and I follow. Uh, you know, it's the next best thing when you're not at the at the club. You can you can watch the uh, the matches and follow along, and uh, um, that's been a godsend to be able to uh, to follow the club that way. But coming back really is 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 a real treat because whether you watch it on iPhone or when you're in the stands, as you know, it's you've got the sights, uh, the the sounds, the smells, and and the, and the language, and you can smell the pies and the and the pints and. Uh, you just don't get that when you're on iFollow. And is there a, a Canadian, a Toronto branch of the Accrington Stanley Supporters Club? I suppose there is, even if it's just got one member. Yeah, well, we have a, we have a, a group uh, uh, called the Official Accrington Stanley Supporters Club of North America. And we've got, uh, I think, about 230 members uh, in, in that organisation. So... Um, I run the social media part of for that and for across the pitch. So um, if you just like to, we, we're getting more followers uh, in in North America, which is nice because we've got people that have never 
followed English football, uh, followed us, uh, followed Stanley because of what we're doing on across the pitch. So um, that's rewarding in the sense that you are reaching out to people. And, and as long as they follow uh, the League One football, uh, I mean, Stanley's great, but I think the main thing is that they follow and support League One football. Let's talk about matters on the pitch then, Tony. And and before we get into the nitty-gritty of uh, our game, it, it's been pretty good for Stanley, hasn't it, over the last few years? You've had, uh, obviously, the success of getting into the Football League, uh, then establishing yourself in League One, and uh, you've come pretty close of, of getting out of League One as well, but in, in quite recent times. Well, we've had some good spells in League One, and there's no doubt about that, because last I think last year we were 12th, our points total was a little less than the year before, where, which was 11th. And if you look at that year, they finished 11th. The, the teams above them are all big, big uh, name teams uh, with obviously big, big budgets. And, and I think that's where there's a similarity between ourselves and, and your club is the, is, the, uh, is the achievements that they have on the pitch based on the, uh, uh, the budget for those clubs. And, and, and speaking from Stanley's point of view, I think uh, you have to say that John Coleman and Jimmy Bell uh, um, uh, have overachieved. I mean, I think that's what the vast majority of people from the outside would look in. But when you're inside watching Stanley, you don't feel that they've overachieved because they, they consistently do that year in and year out. So if you're proving yourself and improving the club uh, and the facilities and the infrastructure year in, year out, I don't think you're overachieving. I think you're just proving yourself uh, to be quality uh, managers. And they, between the two terms uh, at the at the club, they've got uh, uh, 20 years uh, of service to to the club, uh, and you just can't see that around the football league much anymore. In seasons gone by, you have had potency up top, haven't you? You talk about Colby yeah. Bishop and and Dion Charles, and that now gone to Bolton, of course, and and Billy Key more successfully in years gone by. Is, is goals a concern for you this season? Yeah, yes, it is. Because, I mean, uh, like you mentioned, uh, uh, Billy Key and then uh, Caden Jackson was another one that uh, went tips, which, um, and it, you can't replace a player of that calibre when they've developed uh, to that stage. You can't replace them straight away. You have to get something that's raw and some talent, and then that's what John and Jimmy do to develop them. So a Lancashire derby then coming up, Tony, they're always keenly contested affairs, aren't they? It, it seems yeah. to be one extreme or another in recent seasons. They've either been an absolute blockbuster of a game. I remember the uh, the, the six goals that we shared at the Mazuma uh, round about this time last year, actually, and, and a great 2-2 draw at the Crown Ground or the Wham Stadium, uh, should yeah. I say, back in, in, in February. Other games have been dull as ditch water, nil-nil, really boring, but there's always that element of the local rivalry and that's what makes these fixtures uh, a bit special. Yes, I, uh, and I think that's the the, the fans uh, at the Wham. They really sort of look forward to a match against Morecambe, and 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 it's if there's a match that they want a team they want to beat, it's it's, uh, it's Morecambe, uh, and and there's that rivalry. But I mean, I look at it as a, in a positive way because it is it's a Lancashire derby, and they do. Uh, you know the teams get up for it. There's, a, there's that sort of extra bit of uh, excitement in the stadium for when when Morecambe comes. And I think it's the one from a Stanley point of view. It's the one match that we I don't say we expect to win. It's the one we we want to win uh, and have that sort of bragging rights over over a team of similar 
similar size and, and budget-wise. Uh, I, I mean, I know you guys are, uh, are struggling scoring goals and, and have conceded some. Same as what we have. We don't have, as I say, an out-and-out striker. So um, it, it, I'm not looking to this to be a classic, but it should be still it should still be an exciting match to, to watch and be there. We've always got that rivalry, Tony, haven't we? And, of course, the John Coleman connection. Yes. That, that bonds yeah. the two teams together. And, and I think, as you say, it's one that, personally, as a fan and as a journalist, I, I always look forward to. Yeah. And, and, and John Coleman... Uh, he speaks very highly of his uh, connections with with Morecambe, and and he really does uh, respect and and uh, have a lot of uh, uh, good things to say say about the club. You've got that churn of players, Tony, but you've also got the stalwarts as well, haven't you? Who've been there a long time? Uh, you talked about Sean McConville, um, Seamus Keneally as well. Yeah. About what about three hundred appearances between them? So you, you've got that. Uh, that continuity as well, as well as the churn of new players every season. Yeah, I, and I, I haven't mentioned Seamus, and I and that's uh, I'm missing not mentioning him because of his contribution to the to the club. Um, he's he started the last couple of matches. He'd really lost his position to Liam uh, Coyle, but um, he's he's worked his way back into the squad, and he sort of sits in front of that back four, and he's really uh, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and he's sort of that really. A level-headed control where he can get the ball and distribute it well. Um, yeah, and I think while him and I'll bet you, I don't know if he's between him and uh, um, Sean uh, McConville. I'll bet you they're um, they're over seven hundred club appearances for the club between the two of them. So, um, and then another player that I haven't mentioned that really uh, has been held back because of injuries and could be one of the top talents in the division is uh, Joe Pritchard. Um, who plays on the wing? He's. Um, I think right now he's he's forcing his he's forcing himself too much, um, trying to trying to contribute because of the fact he's been out so long, and uh, his, his he uh, he's got lots of talents. And if he just sort of uh, starts playing within himself and not doing trying to do it all himself, he could be a top a top player in in not only in our club but in this league. I think if you guys have got players that can score, um, I think you know there could be some pressure on our are uh, back four because of the inexperience there uh, uh, that you could exploit. Um, but other than that, I, you know, I just, uh, uh, I just fear a game against Morecambe because um, it's it, the unpredicted or unpredictable unpredict- uh, result. Always, you can't, you can't sort of say what it's going to be, and because it'll, they'll turn around and fool you. I, I would all day long much rather have a very well-run football club. Uh, looks after the, the the pennies. You've got to speculate a little bit to accumulate. Of course, you're having any business, but ultimately, you want a football club to support. At the end of the day, you don't want to go. You don't want to be a Derby or a, a Portsmouth or a Bolton or yeah. a Bury, heaven forbid, or a Macclesfield, and going out of business entirely. I would much rather be nice and steady and at least have a football club to to watch week in week out. Well, I think uh, we uh, we. You know, and, and speaking from Stanley's point of view, but we don't have that feeling of entitlement uh, about League One. Yeah. Um, you know, we're you know we're pleased to be in League One. Uh, we feel we feel we earned and deserve to be in League One, uh, but we don't sort of uh, feel that we should be uh, like some teams where they say they can't wait to get out of League One and get into Championship. Uh, and and it, and it, it tells people it's not it's not that easy because there's 
there's big teams littered in League One uh, that uh, that can't get out. And uh, uh, the, you know, I mean, the sky is falling when they, they if they don't get out of it. But um, not that we want to stay in League One. I mean, listen, sure, if we can get into the Championship, but I don't think I, uh, Stanley's model would change. They wouldn't sell the bank to stay in league in the championship. Uh, it, it could be well one of those. If you make it up, they have the experience of a year there, and then if they come back down, I, it's not the end of the world. And I think fans would accept that. Hundred percent. That though, I think I think teams like Accrington and Morecambe going up into into the championship would be the absolute stuff of dreams, wouldn't it? Really. But uh, we can live in hope. Tony, thank you so much for talking to us today. I could talk to you for hours and hours, actually. But the way this conversation has, uh, yeah, I appreciate it's gone quickly. Uh, uh, thanks, David. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking Stanley. Tony, give us the sales pitch one more time before you go for across the pitch. Where can we find it? Yeah, we're uh, on, on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm at, uh, my Twitter account is at ToneCat54. Uh, Acrossthepitch.com is our website. Uh, we have over 300 uh, episodes in our uh, uh, in our library, some ones with, uh, um, you know, uh, previous owners and uh, Andy Holt that people might be interested in. So. Yeah, give us a listen and uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, you know, we put a smile on somebody's face. Tony, great to chat. I will talk to you next time. Good luck for the rest of the season. <laughs> Same to you, Dave. Cheers, mate. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.